So you can ask any number of students getting a college degree nowadays, why are you doing what you're doing? And I bet that many will say something like, I want to get a good job. Actually, I don't need to leave you in suspense here. That's exactly the answer that close to 90% of college students said when the Cooperative Institutional Research Program asked that very question. They said, I'm getting the education because I want a good job. So just for fun, let's pose that same question to someone else. This time to the folks already in the workforce, the business professionals, the ones doing the hiring for the jobs. If we were to ask them, why are you here? Why are you doing this? Many would say, I'm doing this because it's my job to find talented people for my company. I want good people. So it sounds like one has the talent but needs the job, the other has a job but needs the talent. They could have a lot to talk about, right? We should totally get them together. Making sure that these two groups easily find one another is exactly where teams like mine get to be a part of this story. From the Kent State University College of Business Administration, this is Ready for Business. In this series, we'll focus on the readiness of business students as they hit the job market for internships and full-time jobs. My name's Andy Wines, and I get to work every day with a fantastic team of career service pros whose mission it is to help talent and opportunity meet. To explore what's expected in being ready for a job or internship search, we're talking straight to the folks making that judgment call on who is ready and who is not. So for the next several episodes, we're stepping into the minds of 10 recruitment professionals from a variety of large and small companies, hearing how those decisions get made. You would be surprised what gets put on a resume. So you want to leave that personal out, the pictures out. Spelling errors are definitely a turnoff. It's when you have the weird fonts and the weird paper that I think it almost takes away from the material and I'm more focused on what's there. So just a very clean format. To me, it just kind of shows that you didn't review your resume or that you don't care. This week on Ready for Business, the resume. So no one likes to feel like a tourist or the first-time rookie that doesn't know what's going on in a new situation. There's this vulnerability that can be uncomfortable. You're being judged, and judged when, perhaps, you don't fully grasp every rule involved. Nowhere is this more true than on that document of documents, the resume. So starting out my conversation with our group of recruitment pros, naturally our conversation led to what not to do when writing and submitting a resume. Definitely a disorganized resume. Um, we see a lot of times students aren't very clear with either dates or, you know, even locations are sometimes helpful. I think especially with what I recruit for in accounting and finance, attention to detail and accuracy is one of the number one qualities that those hiring managers look for. And so especially when they're looking through a resume and they see some simple errors that someone probably should have caught, I think for them when they look at someone working on financials then and how important accuracy and attention to detail is for those actual jobs, that's going to be a huge red flag for them. This is your best self, right? This is something that you've been able to review, 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 edit, edit, edit. But yeah, definitely don't do Comic Sans Point 20. So I'll let each of these folks introduce themselves as we go. But first, just imagine yourself on the market, looking for an internship, maybe even something full-time. You're scrolling job boards, browsing companies, reading up on internships and jobs, and there it is. This is the one. It would be so cool. I should totally go for this. You click apply, but there's a moment of pause when the words attach resume come into view. 
Hmm, resume. When did I last write one of those? And is it still any good? So here's where the team of experts can chime in. Because how they define good is going to be pretty important for you to hear. I'll let our guests take it from here. Hello, this is Matt Klaus. I am the Human Resources Director for a company called Fathom. Uh, what that means is I do all of the hiring and firing and really am in charge of all the people at our organization. I think a good resume is a resume that it's not about the individual, but it's about what they can do for the organization. So it's tailored to what my needs are as a, as a hiring person. Our next conversation was with... My name is Tiffany Proud, and I am a senior human resources recruiter with FedEx Custom Critical. So the resume is kind of like your title page um, when you're reading a book. So it's telling our, your story a little bit, um, but in small details. So it's very detail-oriented, very organized, easy to read, something that's going to catch our eye, but not look busy. So it is important not to have your resume look too busy, but it also is important to use the entire page, says our next guest. You don't want to have a resume that looks incomplete. My name is Sarah Martin. I'm the HR and Recruitment Specialist with Bober Markey Fedorovich. Uh, we are a regional public accounting firm. We typically go by BMF. So I would say one of the key factors for me is making sure that you're filling up the page. And I know that sounds very basic, um, but I'll tell you a lot of times we see resumes that don't fill up an entire page and just aesthetically they're not as appealing. Um, I think as a student, it can be hard, right? You're a student, may not have a whole lot of experience behind you. Um, so sometimes it can be hard to fill up that entire page, but there's many things you can do um, to make sure that you are kind of filling out that page and making your resume look aesthetically pleasing. So not just a tailored full page, but also you can't forget those basic details that will move the conversation forward. Hi, I'm Molly Phelps, a recruiter with Fastenal. I help recruit for sales and operations positions within our Northeast Ohio area. It needs to be clean, uniform formatting, updated and detailed information. So wherever you're currently working, that should be on your resume. It needs to be complete and accurate contact information. If it's not accurate, we're unable to contact you about the position that you applied for. So good resumes are a big deal. You've probably been told they're a big deal over and over. This will look great on a resume, someone says. So you went out and did that very thing that would look so great on a resume. Now what? You gotta get it down on paper. You gotta tell someone else what that thing was so that others see you did it and say, wow, this looks great on a resume. So what exactly makes this getting it down on paper so hard? It's just a writing assignment, right? Where you get to talk about yourself. No studying, no skimming chapters, just you talking about you. It's not really about you. That's Human Resources Director Matt Klaus, and uh, we're just gonna let him keep rolling. Um, there's a reason that there's a basic format for resumes. It's because if I'm going through 100 resumes and I want to do that in the matter of less than an hour, then if there's one or two resumes that pop out and they're just totally all over the place, then I'm probably not going to spend a lot of time on them. So again, I'll, I'll say this when it comes to resumes. It's not really about you, even though the content represents you. 
it's about the reader and making sure that that resume speaks to the reader. Um, I can't stress that enough. That and it's and it's even awkward to say to say that your resume is not about you, but it's technically not. It's about the what you can do to solve the problems that I, as a hiring manager, have. Got it. So it's not about me so much. The resume should be about what experience I have. How could I bring that skill to meet a need? Or as Matt says, solve a problem. But what if I feel like I don't have experience or skills to get me started? What should I do? After all, I'm here applying because I want to build my experience. We heard from Tiffany a second ago, and she's got some thoughts on this. The great thing about being in college is there's a lot of projects, a lot of different organizations that students are a member of, or even volunteer. And those are all great items to put on a resume. It will highlight that you're motivated, that you're going in and you're helping people, that you want to grow as you're going to school. Now, if you're not doing that, that's okay as well because you go to college to get an education. So classes, you know, but you're, you're leading projects in classes, you're doing projects in classes, that's all relevant as well. To back up Tiffany's point, Sarah from BMF gives similar advice. For those students with limited experience, one thing I would say um, is get involved on campus um, and making sure that you um, adequately explain on your resume the things that you've done for that organization. So things like leading meetings and organizing fundraisers, um, you know, things in the community if you're involved in your church, um, really anything where you had to go above and beyond and you had to be organized and really exercise that time management skill because that really is huge when we are looking for intern candidates that have some time management experience, even if it is just juggling, you know, 18 credit hours and babysitting for 20 hours and also leading a student organization. That may not seem all that important to a college student, but as a recruiter, seeing that a student was able to do multiple things while also having really great grades um, at Kent State is is really big for us. So seeing seeing that the student has done things other than um, just attending classes is really important. And what if I've been involved in athletics? Should my athletic experience go in our resume? Hi, this is Lynn Murphy. I'm the director of recruiting at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I think um, anything that if there are athletics that they participated in, because sometimes that may be the reason they didn't have work experience. Um, So at a collegiate level, that's really impressive on a resume. Um, I think also um, even other positions that they've held. So even if it's not a professional role, having um, maybe a position that they went back to over and over, over a couple summers, that shows that that person was reliable, that employer brought them back. Um, And then I think if it's not employment, it could be leadership positions they held, whether it was in Greek life or on campus. Uh, Those are, I think those are really important and involvement in the community. So speaking of part-time jobs, is it always worth it to put those part-time jobs on the resume? I mean, as a job seeker, they may not be that tied to my career goals. Here's what Marie had to say. Hi, this is Marie Henry. I am a university relations manager at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Even though it isn't maybe professional experience, even if you're maybe a waitress or a waiter, don't totally discredit. I mean, it's still relevant. There's still relevant experience there. You're still learning something. There's still something to be learned and something to be said for that role. So don't don't totally discredit it. 
Alyssa with Vision 360 makes a similar point on this. All right. My name is Alyssa Angeletti. I am the HR and talent lead at Vision 360. I would say put it on there no matter what. Um, You would be surprised the connections you can make with recruiters. You know, if you worked at McDonald's, don't be afraid to put that on your resume. Maybe that recruiter worked at McDonald's and know how hard it is to work back in that kitchen or do the job that you did. Um, Don't be afraid to put that summer landscaping job on there that that shows us that you're hardworking. Um, Experience is experience and you can learn you know, different things from every job that you have. So just don't be afraid to put on those types of jobs on your resume, even though they don't pertain to your major. So in career services lingo, we would call these transferable skills. Those are skills or experiences that have value in many different teams, jobs, or companies. Our guests say, don't worry, the rest of the experience will come. We don't necessarily expect there to be experience in the field. What I would have students highlight are those group projects that they're doing in their classes, their student organizations, and the leadership roles that they have in those student organizations. And any other job, if you're working while going to school, that shows that you are dedicated and working and hardworking. Here's Alyssa again. Um, We do a lot of on-the-job training. We would never expect an intern or a full-time hire to come in really hitting the ground running and knowing everything. We fully expect... Um, it to take the intern all summer to even, you know, kind of grab and grasp their arms around what, they, what they're learning and what they should be doing. And as for a full-time hire, we fully expect six to 12 months ramp-up period before they truly can start, you know, making a, a huge contribution to our organization. Um, and, and we fully know that. Um, so don't be afraid if you, you are coming into an internship or a full-time job. Um, The company does not expect you to to know everything. Okay, we're making progress here. I've thought about my volunteer experience, student organizations, part-time jobs. uh, That summer I spent dog walking or working part-time at the pizza place. Let's get all this down on paper. I bet you'd be surprised the amount of valuable experience that you have to share on a resume. So now comes the challenging part. You've collected, and you'll continue to collect every semester, some great experience and resume material. Your story is coming together. The challenge is to make your story an exciting one for recruiters to read, because, let's be honest, no one likes a boring story. Susan, do you want to take this one? Recruiters don't like to read. We don't have a lot of time. That's a pretty honest statement from our friend. My name is Susan Denton. I am from Medical Mutual, and I'm a senior corporate recruiter. So we don't have a lot of time, right? We have hundreds of resumes. So that quick formatting is going to help us make a quick decision for you. So if we're having to hunt and hunt for the information that we need, we, um, you know, we don't want that. So that formatting is really important that it's clear because you can help us learn more about you the more clear you're being. And what about the length of the resume? Are we talking one page? Are we talking two page? Uh, Here's Matt with his take. One page is great. Uh, I think as a college student, if you have more than one page, then then there's probably some a fair share of fluff on your resume. We're not expecting you. I don't expect any college student to have that plethora of experience that a seasoned vet would. So you're going for substance, not quantity. So keep it to one page, especially those of you working on a bachelor's degree. Those of you working on your master's or those of you with 10 years professional experience already, you're going to be talking about two pages. But those of you with a bachelor's or working on a bachelor's, avoid the fluff, keep it to one page. 
And if your resume is only one page, how long do you think it will take a recruiter to read that resume and make a judgment call? Here's a hint. It's way faster than you think. Hi, my name's Kate Blake, and I'm a recruitment specialist at Sherwin-Williams. Um, I think we or I would generally look at a resume between 10 and 15 seconds. I think that's generally how long I would spend like doing my resume reviews um, because then I can skim I can skim through, look for kind of for those key categories um, and just kind of get an, at least kind of a general understanding of someone's experience and when they're available. Um, but yeah, I would say 10 to 15 seconds for a resume review if if not even like eight to 10 seconds sometimes. <laughs> okay, so we're, yeah, so definitely a matter of seconds mm-hmm. and not minutes, mm-hmm. right. Sarah from BMF makes a very similar point. Fairly quickly, I, I would say within um, within 30 seconds to a minute, I'd probably decide, yes, this candidate is worth at least speaking to, learning more about, or no, not exactly a good fit for what we're looking for. So recruiters are moving fast with lots of resumes to view. They have to make quick judgment calls if they want to be sure that all resumes even get a single view. So it becomes very important to hold that reader's attention as long as possible. Do this by giving the people what they want. Give that reader exactly what they're looking for in your resume. But no more than that. Remember, we don't have a lot of space or time to play with here. Is there, if you had to identify the first thing that you typically look for in a resume, what do you think that is? The first thing that we will look for in a resume is like a keyword or skills. So what really is adapting to that position? What's going to make you a good fit for us? Do you have all of the things that I'm looking for? So I have a list on my side of qualifications. So I'm going through each of my qualifications. As long as you're checking each of those qualifications, then you go into what I would say is my yes pile, my preferred pile, because you have all of the qualifications. Some of the qualifications are preferred. Some some of them are minimum. So if you don't meet the minimum qualifications, you won't be considered. But if you hit all the preferred two, those are the students that really rise above. So if I were to open up a job internally in my organization, I ask the hiring manager, what are the top three things that you would need in in this role to make it not to, to put it all on those three things, but just to, to sim- slim it down to like, what are those top three factors that we absolutely need to have? Um, so those are the, 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 th- the things that I look for first. It's, um, it could be a software skill. It could be uh, leadership skills. It could be something very particular. But as long as I'm meeting the needs of my hiring team, that's what I'm looking for first. Look for uh, the alignment between the experiences they have had, whether it's at school or through an internship um, and align that to the job description, right? So you don't know exactly what I'm looking for, those top three things. But what you can do is apply the skills that you've accumulated and almost stack it on top of what the job description is. And if and if you can, and, and I mean it, it down to the most granular point of use the same language that is in the job description to that skill or trait that you've picked up along your way. I'm going to jump in real quick here to say that the job description is going to get mentioned several more times, and that's because the job description is so key. It's really where all the answers lie in terms of what things should I be emphasizing in my resume? What things should I even put in my resume? What is this employer looking for? It all comes back to that job description. Yeah, so a lot of times um, most uh, job applications or the job descriptions are going to show what skills we're looking for. And in that, we'll put um, 
good communication, attention to detail, um, similar characteristics such as that. It could be maybe it's a sales position, so we're looking for some sales experience or maybe even some sales classes. And a lot of templates are out there for resumes, so you can have a skill section that kind of highlights those qualities that an employer is looking for. So when you look at our job descriptions, you'll see when it's posted, um, normally there's a small description companies will put about the job, but then usually later on in the job description, they say what the qualifications are. So as a student, when you're looking to apply, you should be matching up your qualifications to the job that is posted. And I think if you have eight to 10 bullets, usually the first few are the ones that an employer is going to look at first. So making sure that things that were most relevant in your job or that you enjoyed the most or you were best at, those should be at the top of that list. So be mindful about the order in which you choose to list things. Sequence in a way that puts the most important information in the reader's face first so they don't miss it. Again, no one likes a boring story that's not relevant to them. All right, so let's pause here and recap a bit. We know the resume is just as much about the company and the job as it is about me, the writer. We know that despite feeling like I have no experience, that's the whole point of seeking out this internship to begin with, employers really do want to hear about things like my leadership, class projects, GPA, volunteering, and seasonal jobs. Because those are the experiences that are evidence of broader skills, those transferable skills, that are coming with me to this new opportunity. Next, we organize. Lead with the requirements that the candidates must have for this job. Lead with those details so that the reader can confirm you have what they need, and they can make this confirmation quickly. And the reason they need to make it quickly? Recruiters don't like to read. We don't have a lot of time, right? We have hundreds of resumes, so that quick formatting is going to help us make a quick decision for you. So next time on Ready for Business, we continue talking with our guests about resumes, diving into the details, details, details of your writing. It's that final stretch of polish, layout, and proofreading to ensure your resume reaches the finish line. So why are we telling you to sweat the details so much? It's because your attention to detail can actually be a good sign of how good a candidate you are. I think especially with what I recruit for in accounting and finance, attention to detail and accuracy is one of the number one qualities that those hiring managers look for. And so especially when they're looking through a resume and they see some simple errors that someone probably should have caught, I think for them, when they look at someone working on financials then and how important accuracy and attention to detail is for those actual jobs, that's going to be a huge red flag for them. Okay. Lots to think about. But don't forget you've got support. If you're not already, get connected to your career services team. Teams like ours are on campus to help you through this internship and job search process from start to finish. If you're at the stage now of creating or refreshing a resume, we're happy to brainstorm, review, suggest edits as you make your way toward that resume you're gonna be proud of. The Ready for Business podcast series is a production of the College of Business Administration at Kent State University. Special thanks to our Marketing Communications and Public Relations Office for making sure these episodes make it to your podcast feed. You can find all of our episodes as well as contact details and appointment scheduling information for the College of Business Career Service Office at www.kent.edu business. Our special guests for the Ready for Business podcast include 
Alyssa Angeletti of Vision 360, Kate Blake of the Sherwin-Williams Company, Matt Klaus of Fathom Marketing, Marie Henry and Lynn Murphy of Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, Molly Phelps and Andrew Trotter of Fastenal, Sarah Martin of BMF, Susan Denton of Medical Mutual of Ohio, and Tiffany Proud of FedEx Custom Critical. We thank you all tremendously for your time and contributions to the Ready for Business series and for your support of the students at Kent State University. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks. Until then, make it a great semester and go Flashes!